that is you are a perfectionist do you have to have that i'm not saying in your whole life we're talking about this project would you say you're not going to put it out there till you think it is perfect yeah that's definitely part of it yeah okay so why why do you think it has to be perfect hmm. because whatever i feel like i put out is a reflection on me and yeah. um, and i hold myself to sometimes uh, very high, well, all the time, I would say I hold myself to high standards, but sometimes yes. maybe those standards are impossibly high. Right. And that's also, I mean, that's a good thing that you do, obviously, that you're not just throwing out there, throwing out crap and just yeah. saying, hey, this is me and it's a, you know, a terrible film. So obviously, highly respect that. But in 10 years, and I know how smart you are, and I know how powerful you are when you get on shows. Mm, say and more. I, I, <laughs> All right, here we go. And you are so good looking. And I know that you are sliced and shredded right now. No. So why, like, what is the thing that is not making that happen? You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like you have all the pieces together. Yeah. You know the right people. You know, I, I'm assuming you know the vision that you want for this. Is it just a like, hey, I just got to make find the time. I got to buckle down towards this time. Hmm. I think it's uh, it's frustration. It's it's a... Uh, it's frustration. It's on. It's a fear of uncertainty, a fear of rejection. Yeah. Um, I think people might listening to this might think that at this point I, there there's no uh, there's no rejection, but there's rejection constantly up yeah, and down the up sure. and down the 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 ladder of of you know whatever whatever you know even in publishing and yeah. like there's always oh, going to be rejection you know yeah 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 yeah. Well, I, mean, I have a friend who actually works for a very famous comedian, like mm. household name level yep. comedian, who um, has been in a million movies. And he was telling me that he str he gets like he struggles to get movies greenlit. Oh, and totally. it's endlessly frustrating, oh, especially yeah. now in the mediascape because. And I don't want to get off topic, but like in the mediascape mm. now, these streaming platforms, mm. like they used to be run by people who really cared about media and film, and now they're run by. Technologists, yes, right, like yes. Netflix, yes. Amazon Prime. They're all run by Silicon Valley now. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And so that creative spirit yeah. has been, you know, all but completely extinguished. And so it's like frustrating for creatives. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know? totally. Like all of these things that you're saying is uh, like a hundred percent like viable. It mm -hmm. is there. But I would also challenge you to look at it from the other side of the coin of. Max, looking at you from the outside, is if you put something out there, we we know that you're going to put all your heart and soul into it. So it's going to be a very good product. You're very smart. You've done it. You've done the shows. And I think, actually, I don't think I know that people would tune in if, if they say, oh, Max, look at your documentary mm. or whatever that project is going to be or the, the genius life show out there. They're going to eat it up. Mm. You're probably going to be nitpicking it just like you nitpick any book that you write. Same with me. Like, oh, man, dude. Go back to that first book. <laughs> Shoot. Because we know us so well, but mm. other people don't. Mm. And here's what I here's the last thing I'll tell you on this before we can go into more so it doesn't have to be a complete therapy session if you don't <laughs> want on that. No, but you're so inspired. This is why you get paid the big bucks. <laughs> I feel so inspired right now. But think about this. You have a gift. You have a gift and you know you've changed so many lives. Like I see it through social media, but it's it's tenfold of whatever that is of people that have have read your stuff listened to you and changed their entire life if you have a gift 
and you can reach the masses with it, which I believe you can, is it innately being selfish by not putting out there because you're afraid of rejection? Because I think you have this amazing gift that could change so many lives more than you even have, Hmm. but by holding it back, then you're ultimately being selfish in that. Hmm. It's what I tell basketball players. If you're the best shooter on the team and you just pass because you think you need to get other people involved and you have a wide open three-pointer, shoot that Hmm. every time. That's your gift. That's going to better other people, better the team. Make use of your gifts. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, but also looking at the reverse. Some people think, well, it's selfish of me if I if I try to do it all and it's it, it's reflecting on me. But I think it's selfish if you don't because you've been given this gift. And the reach of media, TV, no matter how, how hard the struggle is. I mean, you look at shows like... Um, what was that show, the South Korean show where they were killing everybody? It was Squid brutal. Games. Squid Games, yeah. It took 10 years of pitching Squid Games for it to get picked up. Wow. 10 years. And then it goes on and wins all these awards. And everybody's like, yeah, oh, it's Squid Games. Yeah, well, they got rejected a zillion times. Wow. So many stories of that. Yeah, you know, my first uh, book proposal was rejected by three different publishers before it was before I got the green light, Right. an offer, before I got an offer from Harper Wave. Yeah, exactly. So... And yeah, now those right. publishers are like, oh my gosh, yeah, yeah. Out. but but nothing like anything crazy to like any like incredible new idea that we know now. Like if you look at an iPhone or you look at a Tesla, like yeah, it's of course it's a Tesla. But when that's when those things were coming out, everybody would have called those people crazy. Mm. Like how? Oh, that's dumb. That's the stupidest thing. Oh, Max, that book that's not going to work. But then one person believes in you, and you know it's good. You know this show, this movie, this whatever you're producing is good, really good. Then everybody's like, oh, yeah, you seen the, the, the Lugavere documentary? Then it just becomes mainstream. So what's the moral of the story? Don't give up. Don't give up and do it. Do it. <laughs> I love it. There okay, so I want to go through yeah. these, these archetypes because I feel like people listening will be able to, like, you know, pick and yeah, see yeah, yeah. for themselves, like, what is, uh, like, w- they'll be able to, like, better be able to refer to that limiting voice totally. in, in them. Yeah. We'll go through a few. And then, of course, it's a teaser that you've got to read the book. got to read the book. All of it. I yeah. mean, that's just obvious. Of no course. brainer. Uh, yeah. Let's jump off with the, the first one, the alladaxophobic. This is fear of other people's opinions. So the ultimate reason of why you are fearing other people's opinions is one and only validation. Hmm. You want to feel like you matter. You want to feel like you're validated. That is the whole premise of social media in itself. And there's there's a lot of things that you have to understand that's working in the brain and working in your heart of why it's protecting you for not taking this risk because you fear other people's opinions. So when someone thinks about you or you think they're thinking about you, you think that's consuming their whole day. You're like, yeah, this dude said this and he's thinking about me. They're probably thinking about you for 10 seconds. So if you think about it, it's like 86,400 seconds in a day. They're thinking about you for 10 seconds. You spend the next 86,390 seconds thinking about them, but they're actually thinking about the most important person in their lives themselves and what they're eating for dinner. (laughs) They don't care about you. One of the most freeing things that happened to me was last summer, me and Taylor, we go on an Alaskan cruise. It's amazing. It's great. But I'm also fearing this. I'm like, oh, there's not going to be service. Like, I'm not going to be able to do anything on social media, no emails, no text for three days. What if people forget about me? What if I become irrelevant? And I know it sounds funny to say, but it's a real feeling. And then after those three days, I got like two messages, a couple <laughs> emails. Like nobody is waking up in their day being like, man, when's David going to come out with that social media post? When's he going to hit that? So it's 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 just a, 
I mean, it's a good reminder. It sounds funny to say, but it's a good reminder that people really don't care. They care about you, but they're not caring of what you're doing. You don't have to fear the opinions of other people. And it's just it's just commonplace that at 19 percent, that's the average. And I've got these notes and there's a study in there and I could go back and quote the study. But 19 percent of people will just not like you regardless, no matter what you do. Right. Even in the presidential election, which is the president of the United States, who's going to lead the country? The biggest landslide in history was 62, Richard Nixon, 60.2% is what he had. That's the biggest landslide. The other mm-hmm. guy, General McGovern or something, whatever his name was, 39.8%. Wow. So this guy goes in with the biggest landslide in history, and he only has 60.2%. So what's that tell you? Don't try to appease everybody. You can't. You won't. There's nothing to fear in other people's opinions because ultimately, think about this too. When you go home at the end of the day, are those people thinking about you? Absolutely not. So why does it matter? It doesn't. It's a win-win situation game. And the tool for this one that I, that I really love and resonate with, and I always have to remember too, especially when I'm speaking, when I put a lot of pressure on myself, I'm thinking, well, what, oh, what are these people going to think? Will they like me? But I I go to uh, what I call the Be the Comedian. So it's, think about your favorite comedy show. My favorite comedy show of all time was The Office. Mm. This is Michael Scott. He's the regional manager for this paper company, Dunder Mifflin in Scranton, Pennsylvania. And he's always saying something and to put his foot in his mouth. And he's in these just stressful, anxious situations. And it's hilarious watching him go through this stress. So the point being is, you take yourself out of the situation. Now you become the viewer of your own situation and you're able to laugh. It's like you're watching a comedy. Hmm. So right now, like, let's say, like, I can't remember anything from my own book and I mean, which has happened before. And I start speaking in gibberish and can't put words together. I would take myself back out of the situation and be like, look at, look at David just messing up there. Like a comedy show. Hmm. So it gives me a piece of like, it, it. I mean, ultimately, it doesn't really matter. And then the last part, I'll just wrap with this and just just a, a thought that I always like to have too is 100 years from now, how many people are really going to remember you? Hmm. Like I say, can you remember anybody 100 years ago that was living other than presidents? Maybe, maybe a couple, maybe. I can't really. Yeah, no. They don't come to mind. So it takes a lot of pressure off yourself. 100 years from now, what you're doing today, it ain't going to matter. Hmm. So smart. So try to be able to see yourself from a third party perspective. Yeah. Take yourself out of the situation. Hard to do in the moment. I have a tool that I call the snap, just snapping the fingers. It stands for stop. So when you snap your fingers, this is a mental cue to your subconscious. Just gets gonna just kind of like inception with the, the 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 top spinning that kicks them back into another layer of a dream. You stop, notice, okay. So I've paused and notice what's going on assess is the a i'm assessing the situation well why is this happening why is this my coworker throwing a printer at me or my kid throwing a frying pan at my head why is this happening and then pivot you slightly change your perspective of it and go the other direction so it's a tool to be able to use in the moment because a lot of times the days go so fast you get so stressed you get so hurried and you cannot stop you have to give yourself ultimately a a break in the continuum of time it's why in sports halftime happens and you see this team that was just, oh, they suck the first half. Quarterback threw five interceptions. They get a break in the continuum of time. The second half, they're able to reset 
and they're back to being normal. So create those type of resets or these stepping away from your body throughout the day. So you're not just continuing to go down this negative spiral or this anxiety-ridden spiral. Mm -hmm.